You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to another edition of Restore the Floor with Evan Jenkins. It's Stoney here, and uh, these are what they call the dog days of NBA summer, Piston summer. There's really not that much going on. few items. I did see, Ev, that for some reason... NBC is going to be a, a player in televising NBA games shortly. Sweet. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, bring back the theme. Dun, 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 dun. John Tesh. Yeah. <laughs> so good. But I mean, from my childhood, that's what the NBA was, was right. the NBA on NBC. It was Marv. And I mean, I can go back. It, it was Doc Rivers. It was Magic Johnson. Yes. It was all of that. You can. Peter Vesey. He had I, great stuff. I can go and, and envision the logo on the bottom right where they would put the score. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything. So for nostalgia reasons, I think it would be great. I don't know who their play-by-play guy would be. Would it be Torico? I mean, he did basketball before for ESPN. Yeah, that's true. So I, I don't know. That that depends on a lot for me. Like, obviously, being in this business, I'm, I'm attracted to listening to the best people call games. Mm-hmm. But... If it's the wrong person, it kind of hurts the game a little bit. Like, for instance, I'm a Michigan State fan. When certain guys that coached at the University of Indiana would call that game, uh, I, it would make me not want to listen. And I'm talking about Dan Dockich. Dockich. I know. Yeah. See, I, you know what's weird? I thought Dockich was really good at that, being an analyst. I know he pissed Spartan fans off a little bit, but I like during timeouts he would go on the court and that part was kind of cool. Play. But he became a, almost a caricature of himself. Started making things like personal against certain fan bases for no reason. Oh yeah, and and it's well, weird. Do, do you remember? I the, remember everything. Is always when after um like. Well, no, he was supposed. Remember, we we promoted. He was supposed to be on the show, the morning after the whole Michigan State fan conundrum. Yeah, and then we called him or he texted me. He said ESPN won't let me come on, and then Gov. Gov- Tom Milligan, our producer, got all pissed off. We we encouraged people like to tweet him and things oh, yeah. like that, and he was he went crazy. Oh yeah, some people are uh, loose hinges there on the Twitterverse or Xverse, whatever we want to call it mm-hmm. these days. But I I would love to see it. I mean, right now our our national broadcasts are ABC, ESPN, and TNT. Right? right? Correct. So to have something else, I would be game for it to see what they would do with it. I don't, I don't know how it would be any different other than just the nostalgia to hear that song, and they better get that damn song. But I thought, like, didn't Fox, CBS get it? Fox, or Fox uses it for their college games. So I wonder if they bought the rights or if this is one of those things where many people can buy the rights. I don't know how that works, but it'll be cool. I'd watch. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I remember the old CBS theme years ago. Well, you get the best of basketball when you watch the NBA. Well, and growing up too, I loved the show NBA Inside Stuff, which was on NBC early in the yeah, morning with but, the modern show. Of course you would, because it was Michael Suckup. Oh, yeah. Big time. Well, he he was a big fan of Michael. I don't know if you knew this. They were friends. <laughs> yeah. But I just, he would always do my main man, like whoever it was, it would be a I different. I remember it was a big deal on Grand Hill was on for the first time. 
I remember the intro where they had Shaq like sliding on his belly. Who was who ball. is the woman? Uh, Olympia was Summer uh, Sanders. Summer Sanders yes. is the because she did Nickelodeon stuff too. Yes. So it was like right in my wheelhouse yes, in absolutely. the early nineties. So so, the, so that's a little NBA news. The, actually, the biggest NBA news is the contract of Jalen Brown getting the supermax, and he qualified for the supermax because he was a second team NBA All Star or All NBA. Yes. yes. So he gets a five-year contract worth over $300 million, which is, do the math, $60 million a year, the highest play paid NBA player ever, and it will last one season until his teammate surpasses him next year, you assume, because Jason Tatum is, I think, better than Jalen Brown and his as the cap goes up, the supermaxes will go up. I agree with that. There's a lot of supermaxes that are going to get paid out in 24. I think Giannis, I think uh, Jokic is going to be up for it. And like those two players, I think are well deserving of it because they make that team. I don't know if Jalen Brown is necessarily worth the $304 million to the Boston Celtics, but at the same time, you couldn't lose him because he is a, a, very important part to that okay. team. Okay, so where would you, if you were ranking NBA players, he's obviously not a top 10 player. According to the NBA, he is. Second but team I'm, all NBA. But I'm asking you. I don't. Uh, to me, maybe top 15, and to me, that's stretching it. He is. One I of, like him a lot. Believe me, We earlier we were sitting there, well, you know, he doesn't like Boston, allegedly, and all this stuff. Maybe if the Pistons could get a Doko as his coach here, there could be a sign and trade. He'd be great here, but obviously that didn't happen. He's not a game changer to me, and that would be a top 15, top 10 guy. Right. So he's probably not. Now, having said that, would he be instantly the best player on the Pistons and fans would be going crazy if he was here? Yes. Absolutely. But that's based on the product we've seen over the last five years. He's had he's had some great playoff moments, but he's had some games some where he disappeared completely. I just shrank. But that's where we're at in professional sports with the amount of money that these leagues are making, these teams are making. We talk about NBC. I'm sure that will be a big contract right. for the NBA, which will make the, the, the price go up. But is the NBA getting in weird territory where you're going to pay these fringe superstars this kind of money? Well, now, like Michael Jordan, his last year with the Bulls, he made like a famously was known $30 million. And people were like, oh, my God, but he was worth every last penny. Right. Jalen Brown's getting paid two times more than that. And I understand. Well, the look, times are different. Times are different. The caps are different. I remember when Magic signed that contract. Oh, yeah. It was to get a million dollars a year. It was wild. It was, oh, my God. How can you pay a basketball player? Look, the cap goes up so that as long as the percentage of your cap doesn't get completely distorted, I don't think it's a big deal. But once it, if you, if you have a certain amount of. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits. 
turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Your percent, your cap percentage going to one or two players, then you might have problems. Unless your owner, and I'm not that familiar with the Celtics owner as other people are, unless he's sitting there, I don't give a crap. You know, we want to win a title. We're the Boston Celtics. I'll pay whatever luxury tax there is. And that very well might be, but you're going to get into the problem like the Lakers have, right? Where you're going to have these three dudes that are going to take up all your money and then you're trying to fill it with young players and vets that necessarily don't mesh with what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And you go down a slippery slope, in my opinion. I mean, go look at like what the Miami Heat did. I know that's not normal for NBA teams, but they put together a great team around one superstar. Right. I think that is more or less the way to build a team in today's NBA than it is getting three players that are going to be completely maxed out your cap. I mean, the teams with the, I mean, your Philadelphia 76ers are a prime example yeah. of that. Yes, we can pay these superstar players, but at the end of the day, can they get us over the hump? I don't know. Yeah. All right. Speaking of which, since you brought them up, what do they do about James Harden? I mean, people talk about, by the way, Daryl Morey as being this great freaking general manager. What has he ever really done? That's number one. Number two, I mean, Harden's been like tweeting these pictures of him with like, cheeseburgers oh and yeah like, he's just kind of trolling the, the he, team the he, fan base and it's what is somebody going to say you know what we just don't and the Sixers will get stuck with them when are teams going to say you know what he was a problem in Houston he was a problem in Brooklyn he's been a problem in Philly I mean him and Kyrie should just form their own team and just you know oh. just be everybody's problems. Those are two people that hope that the Saudis come in and give them Mbappe money because Oh, that, I you know that's a great it, It's point. just it becomes to a point to where when will a team owner, a GM, a coach all come together and say we can't win with this guy. Right. And some GMs and owners have a very hard time swallowing their pride. And saying I was wrong, correct. And I feel like that's a big problem. And, and coaches always think that they can be the guy to change the guy. Yeah, but at a certain point, you are what you are, right? right? Exactly. I mean, and he isn't what he was. No. Like this is a guy that used to be able to elevate, be able to take it to the rack, no problem. Like he was one of the most fun players to watch. Um, he was a guy like with the Rockets when he went there. He was still too much. Uh, sure, he was all to himself, but he was right. fun to watch as a basketball player. And when he went to the Rockets, his actual first game was against the Pistons at the Palace, and he scored like 40 points. It was so fun to watch, but he's not that dude anymore. No, he's not. And you wonder, does paying a player this much money kill humility? And that's what I wonder. because depends on the person. Some it probably does, and some it doesn't. Well, and and it's funny because I was watching a video. Steph Curry was on this YouTube show called Hot Ones where they eat spicy wings. He talks with this guy. And he's telling this story about Kobe Bryant and playing against him in a preseason game, right? So these are the reason I'm bringing this up because Steph Curry and Kobe both seemed humble in that regard to where, yes, basketball was A1, where Kobe was busting his ass in a preseason game, like killing him up and down the floor. 
and stuff. He said he pulled up, made a three, and Kobe was like, wow, like hit him on the butt afterwards. And Steph was like, I couldn't show him how excited right. I was being around him. Then he brought up another example where his rookie year, he did like a pump fake and laid it off the glass. And then they showed Kobe and Kobe goes, that kid is nice. And he goes yet again, but that's the humility I'm talking about. Like Steph Curry, you know what you're getting. This kid's going to bust his ass right. and do the best for the team. Kobe Bryant, you knew what you're getting out of him. And yes, that takes a certain person to want to be the first one in the gym and the last one out. Right. But at some point, if you pay somebody like to be that player, you got to get that out of him. And right. I don't know if James Harden no, is that guy. I think not. James Harden is a guy that's skating by on his talent. And to me, he seems more like a Prince Fielder than he does a Kobe Bryant. What I mean by that, he knows he's very good at the game. He understands it's a job and he's getting paid for it. But is winning the the top dog thing for him? I don't I don't believe it is. No, I I totally agree with you. Uh locally, uh the Pistons signed one of their guys that they had from the summer league. Traded for. Oh, that's right. They, they traded. They, that's big, right. The, uh, the the crews made a big trade with Orlando's. Yes. I don't even know what their team name is. Yes. But. Um, yes. Uh, Xavier Simpson is now a member of the Motor City Crews. The Skyhooks coming into Detroit, baby. So here's the question: If you now we it would we would encourage it more if he played on a different team, but I think it would be hysterical if Spartan fans showed up wearing. Jeff Jackson jerseys. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Because oh. you asked me like about this. I said, maybe you'll get some fans down there to watch those games. Yeah. Right? And you're like, will they? I'm like, well, Michigan fan. I mean, Xavier Simpson did good things for them yes, while he, he was there. Yeah. And I mean, we'll always remember. He'll always be connected to like Cassius Winston for me because those were the guys mm -hmm. that dueled it out. Um. He's made it way further with his professional basketball career than I would have predicted. I thought he would have gone overseas, and, and God bless him for sticking with it, trying yeah. to make it here in the United States with the NBA. But good for him. Um, are you really trying? I would probably do that more so at a Michigan game when Ward Manuel is there than yes. him. I mean, he's yeah. gone. Right. He. I mean, that's such a weird situation, too, because even if he wanted to – I don't know. I don't know what the hell happened. All I know is it's a weird situation. Yes. I'm not going to go down that road. By the way, you mentioned, uh, you know, he could have gone to Europe. I saw another one of his. Johnny Brown. Johnny Brown going to France. And good for him. Yes. I mean, you look at these guys that are fringe players, and we talked about it a lot with a for another former Michigan basketball player, Hunter Dickinson, that you can go overseas and make yourself a damn good living. Um, Drew Neitzel, who was with the Michigan State yes. overseas for Drew years. Neitzel made great money, came over, and could start his life. I mean, you give up five years of your life here for five years of money over there, I think it's People a pretty good trade-off. People do it for being in the armed services where you might die. You but, can certainly do it for playing basketball. And you go over there and you're a superhero. I yeah. mean, people love you. You're beloved. And it's cool to see. I mean, I, I root for kids locally, especially ones that, like, are from the state. And, and, I mean, I know Xavier is from the city of Ohio, like he has on his bicep. Right. And Shondi Brown is more of a Wake Forest guy. And that's always interesting to me as a college team when they take pride in the guy that was there for one year and the school that he was there for three years. So who's more of a uh... – Wake Forest guy, Shondi Brown or Kenneth Walker. They're the third. same dude, in my opinion. I mean, right? Like, Michigan State takes a lot of pride in Kenneth Walker, and you never see Wake Forest. Now, I also don't follow Wake Forest, so maybe they do. But, geez, you talk about transferring out. But, I mean, Wake Forest and basketball, to me, is, a, is just Tim Duncan and 
name anybody. Chris else. Paul. I mean, he's not Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan was everything there, man. Oh, I know. He was awesome. And he's got to be their greatest basketball player, right? Mike Forrest? Yeah, yeah period. Yeah. I mean, he's NBA Hall of Famer. He's won four rings. Did great things there. I mean, Chris Paul has to be second, I would think. You Absolutely. Know, they had put guy Randolph Childress played at Wake Forest. He was on, wasn't he on that team with Tim Duncan? I'm pretty sure. Probably. But the only reason I know this is because when I was a kid, I used to write to these schools to try to get team autograph pictures, and Wake Forest oh, actually wow. sent one back when wow. I was a kid. Yeah. The Demon Deacons. Yeah. A I soft would, spot. Soft I would get all of their addresses. This was before the internet, so how I got those, I have no idea. But that that was cool. Those were the good old days. Now, Stoney, I do want to ask this because I was reading more about Beef Stew's contract extension. Mm -hmm. Did you know that he is still younger than like five dudes that were drafted in the first round this year? And so, and I think that's why they gave him the money because they believe because, and it's not that much money because he's going to be 26 at the end of that contract. And that's when he should really be peaking. And they believe, and I see there's good reason that he has gotten his game. He's not great, obviously, but his game has progressed incrementally over his three years. Well, It's kind of like when we talked with like Larry Brown and we talk about, Corliss Williamson, how that guy was such glue for that team. Mm-hmm. If you can get that kind of performance out of Isaiah Stewart, then yeah, you've hit a home run and, and it's not that much money. Like, right. yes, $64 million. When you and I see it, we're like, holy crap, that is a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But then you look at Jalen Brown's contract and you're like, yeah, not that much money. No. <laughs> so, I mean, Stoney, this summer, I mean, hopefully we get that, that select team start playing against I don't even know what we call USA basketball. They're not the right. dream team anymore. The schedule should come out shortly, too. We'll get into that. Endurance and, on it. What about Langston Galloway being on that select team? I know. So weird. I know. Former Piston. Yes. And by the way, something we you barely touched on, we'll, maybe we'll get into next week. And it's the what if. What if they decided the Saudis to do a version of live for basketball? So well, I said we'll, this. We'll talk about it next week. Just real quick. I said it right off the rip when they did the live thing with golf. I said, if you want to do it, basketball is the sport. Yeah. Because you will get the Kyries, the Durants, those kind of guys, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that are looking for the big payday. You know, all you need is what? 10 teams? Yes. Well, one other thing we probably should mention, uh, not that they listen, but uh, if any family, friends, uh, Speedy recovery for Bronny James. Scary, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I remember Hank Gathers very, very well. Reggie Lewis. I mean, thankfully, it didn't come to that. And hopefully, he'll be okay. Forgetting about whether he'll be able to play again. That's a whole different. Well, I thought Mike Felony that does a show on 97 won the ticket from 2 to 6 Monday through Friday at a good point. Like, if you're LeBron, how do you let him keep playing? knowing that his life financially is set for life. And it was a good debate because how do you tell a kid? Cause we don't know if his dream was to, I want to be better than my dad one day. How do you rip a kid's dream away from him and tell him? No. If a doctor was to say, yes, you are healthy enough to do it. I mean, we saw it in the NFL with DeMar Hamlin, which was a way scarier situation. Yes. It was broadcast on national TV, right? but this guy's going out in the NFL right now. Yes. And, and still trying to perform. Well, and, te- technically, because I believe he's over 18 years old, he can make that decision. Sure, but it's just, his dad. But you know what you know? I'm saying? Yeah, I know. His dad has been such a big influence, right. rightfully so, on his life. And he's been nothing more 
or nothing less than an unbelievable father to these young men and to his daughter. And and you can't say that about a lot of professional athletes. No, I would ass- I would assume it's uh, scary though, isn't it? Because yes, with look all, at Shaq's kid who had that same problem essentially at UCLA. Yeah, with all the uh, medical people that they have access to, which is probably the finest in the country. If he gets medically cleared to play, I would think LeBron would say, okay, you can play. It's just so scary, isn't it? As as a father, which you are. If there's any type of question about it, well, you know, it's 10% it might happen again. Sorry. Well, and it's like. Try coaching then. Or go be a super agent. You know what I mean? Go. Go for it for Maverick. Uncle Mav will take care of you. A hundred percent. There's so many people in his lives through his dad being one of the top three NBA players of all time where yes, nepotism will take place a little bit, but at the same time you think about a young man's health. Right. And, and it's just, it's so scary because I mean, luckily we don't have to see video of this and the video does come out. I don't want to see it because that mm-hmm. DeMar Hamlin was so scary mm-hmm. on national TV, but I mean, you're right. He's, he, he's old enough. He's old enough to go to war and smoke cigs. Yeah. He should be able to dictate him whether or not he wants to control his life like yeah. that. All right. Get into other stuff uh, on the next edition next week. Enjoy your week. Thank you for listening to Restore the Floor.